Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now uh, batting cleanup on a... uh, We've had a good show today. We had Wayne Gretzky as our leadoff hitter on Oilers now. John Shannon joined us. Uh, A guy that has rapidly become a fan favorite in Edmonton, Matthias Eckholm. So the greatest player in the NHL history, maybe the best trade Ken Holland has made uh, to get uh, Matthias Eckholm. And we close it with the former heavyweight champ of the NHL, Edmonton sporting icon. For our friends at Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales, we welcome back to the show, George LaRock. Hello, George. How are you doing? Very good, Bob. How's everything? Good. We've had a good show today, George. We've had Wayne on. We've had Matthias Eckholm on. So uh, I know you played for Wayne, and I know Wayne did something real special for you when you got, uh, if I recall correctly, when you got COVID. You got a a surprising phone call out of the blue. Well, you know, I heard about Wayne, uh, you know, for two things that I'll never forget. Uh, First time that I heard about him, uh, when I got my hat trick, he told me I was in a dressing room. He congratulated me, and he said, 49 more to break my record. <laughs> so <laughs> that was awesome, and I'll never forget that. And yes, when I got COVID, he's the first one that texted me, and he said on behalf of uh, his wife and his family, uh, he was wishing me prompt, uh, prompt recovery. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it, it was actually, and the, the second time I forgot before that, uh, he did call me when I was a free agent and I wasn't going to resign in Edmonton. Not because I didn't want to, because they didn't want me anymore. Right. Uh, he called me. He called me to come and play for him in Phoenix. Which, when the great one calls you uh, to go and play for him, you can't say no. So I could say that in my career, I played for Mario Lemieux because he was the you know he owned the team in Pittsburgh, and I played for the great one. So and I played against both. I played against both of them. Uh, Actually, I wasn't on the bench when I played against them, but still, <laughs> <laughs> I faced them, so that was awesome. And then, and then I, I remember because you actually, ah, we could tell a story now. When you were in Phoenix, they went to you and said, "Look, uh, we can make a trade. We can give you a couple different options." No, and, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Okay, what happened? What happened? When I was in Phoenix, we were out of the playoffs in December. Right, and. You know that the culture, like, I came in the league playing Edmonton. We're a blue-collar team that even have money, we never use it as a reason. And we made the playoff almost every year. When we did, it was close, but it was a battle. And 
when you taste playoff hockey, you know, everyone, when you play hockey, the goal is to win the cup. Um, and especially for Canadians, you know, like the cup is like, you know, the holy grail and you want it. So because we're out of the playoff in December, I was never in a situation like that in Edmonton where we were out in the playoff like so long, much before the, you know, the, the, the playoff even started. We were out. Right. And the atmosphere, when your team is out, it's not the same. Because even though we were out in the playoff, we, we looked like a country club cl- team that, that looked like they had it made. Guys were playing golf. They were teeing off key times before practice. And, and practice was short, so guys could go and play. It wasn't serious. And because of that environment, I asked to be traded. Okay. When, I went, when I went there, I, I had a no-move clause. And then I asked to be traded. And then the two teams that were really close, like it was Calgary and it was Pittsburgh. Joe McGinley called me, and, and, and I talked to their coach, Sutter, and and. You know, they really wanted me to go there. And it was close, but the reason why I went to Pittsburgh, uh, because, you know, you know, talking to Jerome would have been awesome too, but all of these years, that was the real Battle of Alberta back then, not today. Today, there's no more rivalry. There's no Battle of Alberta. The, it, listen, they, we traded Luchik for James Neal. That tells you how there's no more Battle of Alberta. Because <laughs> they, just my played, time, they just played hey. the playoffs, George. The, 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 Matthew Kachuk started the Battle of Alberta back up himself. Then he got traded. Yeah, but, but you know, like, it'd be like back then, if they traded me in Calgary for, for Christopher Liwa, that would never happen, right? Right. So anyway, when they asked me, and I was thinking about it, I was like, because, you know, I love Jerome, but I was like, if I go to Calgary, I was still Edmontonian at heart. You know, I never wanted to leave Edmonton. So if I go to Calgary, that's, that's insane. I cannot go to Calgary after Phoenix and playing against the Oilers and then, you know, and then roughing up the team and when I love the fans so much. So I went to Pittsburgh. And actually, just so you know, every time I played the Oilers, I remember one time with Pittsburgh, I played the Oilers. Zach Tortini was there. I know. No way. I was not going to fight him. I was not going to. I didn't want to do that in my building. I didn't want to embarrass anyone in that building because I love the team so much. And uh, I'll never forget the first uh, game that I played against the Oilers with Phoenix. Every time I touched the puck, um, you know, people were giving me a little standing ovation. So I tried to keep the puck as long as I could on my blade. I wish I had Connor McDavid's hand at that time because I would have kept it for a minute shift. The entire, I wouldn't have made a pass just to listen to the crowd cheering me on. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's what happened. And uh, and then I uh, went to Pittsburgh, lost again in Stanley Cup final, game six. So he didn't hurt as much than 2006 as we lost in seven. And then when I lost to, to, uh, to Detroit, again, my contract was up. Yep. And, and uh, when my contract was up, Crosby told me, George, I promise you, if you resign, you stay with us. Uh, we're going to win the cup within three years. And uh, and you and, went to and, Montreal on a three-year yeah, deal. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the reason why I didn't stay is because because of Crosby, Malkin, Latin, Fleury, and all these guys installed, they were so strapped for cash, they can only give me a three-year deal at $1 million per per, when all the other teams will give me one point five a year. And, and as yeah. a top guy, you one punch away from your career to being retired, right? Yep. So, you know, I couldn't resign there, but what was funny is the year after... Pittsburgh won the cup when I've lost twice in the Stanley Cup final and they win the cup the year after. So 
Crosby was right. And I went for Montreal, but I went for Montreal for my mom because I know I really, I was really close to coming back to Edmonton. I know. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Maxi called me. He called me and, uh, you know, because, you know, the others were interested in having me back. And he said something like, okay, I'm, I'm really bad with English and French because I'm French. But you know something about when the absence makes the, the heart grow fonder, something like that? Yes, yes. Uh, absence yeah. makes the heart grow uh, fonder yeah. or stronger. Either applies. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what he said regarding my time that I was not there and I could come back. And, uh, you know, it, it was really, really close because I was like, oh, my God, I could go back home. But my mom, you know, she was begging me to play at home because all my family, you know, they have to stay up two hours later uh, to see me. And, and, you know, that's why I did it. I did it for my family, for my mom. But I, the one regret that I have, Bob, and I know regret because I played 13 years in the NHL but I I should have retired as an oiler and and you know and I should have it, it, it didn't make sense that I retired as a Montreal Canadian and then I got released after my back was screwed up and then I, I didn't want to finish my career like that and I went to play in Norway but you know I should have retired as an oiler and and if I could pay just to have them has me one day just to retire as an oiler. I would pay for that. Just, <laughs> just to be there. Just, I don't know. I know it'll never happen because I'm not big enough, and you know I'm not close to the legend that played there because there's so many. But and they have some legends the one, that played the there, as you know, there. Wayne, eh? including Wayne, as you know, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. And so you know the. the there's nothing I could do, but that's the only regret that I have. Hey, George, it's look, part of the reason we have you on is to analyze some things. Um, Stanley Cup final, Vegas is up 3-1. Florida, Kachuk looks like he's playing hurt. Is is Vegas just better than Florida? What do you think? Well, you remember, we, I, before the series started, I told you, we talked about it, and, and I told you that, you know, for, like, before the D-men, Vegas is not even close. They're a way better team. The only reason why Florida is there is because of Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky is unreal. But the power power with Vegas is just too much. It's too much. They're a much better team. Better team, more balanced. And Bobrovsky, like, he's the consummate of this playoff, whether they win or not, because he's the most valuable player on both teams. He's the one that got his team there. Marsha is still doing well, but there's a lot of players in Vegas that are contributing, including their own goalie. But without Bobrovsky, they're not even, Florida is not even there. So that's why Bobrovsky that is doing this good. But man, Vegas is just too good. And again, that game, that game four in Vegas, man. Um, well, no, game five. Game yep. five in Vegas. That was the one. We're up, we're up, we're up 2 1. We get two. Two penalties, five on three. That was it. That was the playoff right there. All that, right. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. We win this game. Maybe we're in the final. Maybe we're in the well, final. Well, you know, there's a lot of what it could have, should have, too. I, I don't think either of you like the, like, either you or me like the fact that Darnell Nurse got an instigator minor in that fight. They, they'd rescinded the only two other instigators called the final five minutes. They did not rescind that one. Of course, Alex Petrangelo. To me, it was Petrangelo should have been suspended a game or Nurse not suspended or Petrangelo suspended two games and Nurse suspended one. Seemed like they tried to equalize that, but you can make the argument Darnell Nurse should have never skated in there. Edmonton was up 4-1 and Petrangelo had gone ahead and done what he'd done. Um... 
And, and then, frankly, you know, you look at it, Georgia, people forget. I don't know if you remind your listeners, Edmonton outshot Vegas 75-53 to 53 in the final two games of the series. We just had Matthias Ekholm on. He talked about it. It still hurts, and that's that's what happens. I mean, you guys lost in seven at Carolina. Uh, in fact, on this, well, we'll get to it a little bit later on, but you guys on this date lost at home in game four to Carolina, I think 2-1. And a lot of people thought you were done at that point. You extended the series to seven games. It's t- when you lose a six or seven game series, George, it can go either way, can it? No, but but you know uh, that game seven, we did think that we had them though, because when you win game six five nothing to equalize the series at home, and then you think that because they're an older team, so we thought that maybe age caught up to them and they're getting tired, and and you know we were like the momentum was on our side. And game seven, a game that close to one till they this corner and a couple seconds left. It's one yeah, bounce. One bounce. Yeah, it was one bounce. And and you know, the fact that we lost Rollison and we still made it in seven was remarkable because Rolly first of all, if Rolly doesn't get hurt, we won the cup, but and he gets the consmite. But a lot of people thought when he got hurt that it was over, we're gonna get swept. Especially after Conklin made that mistake behind the net and they scored on it. But still, man, I'll never, Bob, I remember this like it was yesterday. I will never forget it. I'll never forget what happened that day. It was so tough. It was tough, man. Yeah. Hey, all right. We're going to get you to put your analyst hat on. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. George, you know I like Doc. I would rather have Kirby Doc at three and a half million bucks than Pierre-Luc Dubois at eight or nine million. Are what, what are what are Montreal fans thinking? Are they thinking they gotta they gotta go out there and go get uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, or do you think maybe they just need to let this young core, which includes Caulfield and Doc, uh, obviously Nick Suzuki, Slavkovsky, whoever they take at number five in this year's draft, like do they just need to let that group grow? What do you think? Okay, well, there's a lot of things regarding that. First of all, everybody in Montreal thought that the Jets were stupid. And they were going to give a qualifying offer to Dubois for one year, and they're going to get him for free next year. That's what everybody thought. So to get Dubois for free, people were like, oh, yeah, that's good. But now they finally understood that they're just going to trade him at the draft to get something in return, and they're going to trade him to a team that will give him an extension, so they get a lot in return. So now the fans are like, you know, they're not as convinced as they used to be. The other thing, too, is Dubois wants $9 million a year, and that's it's a no. After Suzuki and Cofield signed their deal, they don't think that Dubois should have more than Suzuki and Cofield at long-term deals because of the success that he's having in a playoff. And because of this playoff success, they don't want to give him $9 million. So now people are not, not – it's not like all 100% of people that want him. Now it's more half and half now because – Obviously, he's French-Canadian, so that helps a lot. And Dwayne's going to be gone. And he'd be the, the next future star, you know, no, French-Canadian with, with, with Montreal. So that's why they really want him. But other than that, uh, the, like all the young core on that team, you have to resign them all. And then you have, like, those guys in defense that all the contracts are going to hand at the same time. You'll be strapped for cash if you start signing veteran like 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 Dubois, and you're gonna get rid of some of the young guys. So that's why it's gonna be interesting what they're gonna do. Because at the same time, we also were, like hearing rumors about Lafreniere. I know Lafreniere. Uh, you know the Canucks want him because his agent, right. now the woman working for the Canucks, 
she 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 wants him in Vancouver, but there's also rumor in Montreal too because Montreal has the pressure of having a French Canadian player on their team, you know, every year and. And now having Savari is much older, and then Madison is there. Madison is good. But, you know, if they could have a young Lafreniere that could grow with this core, uh, or even Dubois, because Dubois is not much older than Lafreniere, there could be young star guys, players that could be there for, for a long time for the team. And the base, like the base, like fans that speak French would be very happy about it. George, awesome stuff. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now. Anytime, brother, anytime. That is George LaRock. He joins us every Monday in Orders Now during the playoffs for Contract Equipment Limited. And we will tell you, Contract Equipment Limited is Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Get their new boneless wings, 8 for $13.95, 16 for $25.95. Visit royalpizza.ca. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. got with you. We already teased it. We're going to go to Listy and Oilers history. Oh, and then we're going to talk about a potential name that's linked to the Edmonton Oilers as well when we return on Oilers Now. Brendan, uh, we're going to have Frank Cervalli on tomorrow from Daily Faceoff, and trade targets have changed because his number one uh, free agent target in the offseason. I'm going to owe Frank a 7-up on this one because I did not think that uh, you would end up in a situation where David Severson would get north of $6 million. Well, the Columbus Blue Jackets paid him north of $6 million on an eight-year deal at 6.25, which, by the way, I, I'd be leery of. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers have been active. Uh, they obviously moved out Ivan Provorov, and uh, Frank is going to tell us tomorrow that there's more players out there. We've talked a lot about Travis Konechny dating back to... I actually saw Travis play in junior. When we go into Ottawa, A.J. Jakubek, who uh, works for TSN 1200, he's an Edmonton guy. He's kind enough to usually pick me up, and hopefully the, the uh, 67s are playing at home. I, I've always liked Travis Konechny myself, He's got two years left in his deal at $5.5 million. I could see... I'm not sure it makes sense now at the draft. However, I'm not sure when Philadelphia is going to move Konechny. But they should be open to it. Because he could help a team for a couple playoffs at $5.5 million. Scored 30 last year. Highly competitive player. Um... Might it have to happen by the draft? It might. Edmonton would have to make a lot of money move around in order to to make that type of deal. Uh, Do I know if the Oilers have interest in him? I wouldn't tell you if they do. Uh, But I would tell you I would have interest in him. I've always liked the guy. What about you? 100 percent it's this compete level that really really intrigues him or makes him intriguing to me and then the fact that he was able to rebound offensively last year on that philly team in the state that it was in makes me think that there's some untapped potential there if he were to work his way into playing with some better players here i love it and i think that you're right it might have to be an earlier move based on what elliot said in the audio vault today that teams are are jumping early with the lack of a free agent to be honest I, i i you know full I haven't had the a chance to have a conversation specific to connect me, okay, my, my, myself, but the price point makes sense for the Oilers organization. If they could move some money out going the other way, would you give up an asset, uh, you know, well, now's the time if you're going to do it, I guess. That's I mean, I, I'd be a little leery on Holloway. I, I wonder, you know, like I'm looking at Broberg here. It's interesting. We just had Matias on. Some people say you just got to wait on Broberg and just play him and see how he does minutes. 
I don't know. Like, would Konechny improve Edmonton over the next couple of years? I also got a lot of time for Connor Brown in a in a support role for the Oilers on a low base, high bonus deal. All right, let's go to list eight Oilers history for New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Sergey Samsonov on this day in 2006, opening the scoring, but Corey Stillman uh, responds just 30 seconds later in the first, and then it was Mark Recchi beating UC Markkinen for the game winner at Rexall. It gave the Carolina Hurricanes a three games to one lead in the Stanley Cup final. Cam Ward made a comment about Rexall Place being quiet after that game. Well, the Oilers made a series of it. They came back from 3-1. I don't know if Vegas is going to be uh, uh, given that chance to Florida. They just look simply better in the series so far to date. Tomorrow, daily face-offs Frank Cervelli for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday for more information at thehorses.com. Again, I got a lot of time for connecting myself personally, but its uh, I don't know how that deal would, would have to come together. It'd have to involve, it based on, it looks like Philadelphia is stripping it down and rebuilding it. Special thanks to our guest today, Wayne Gretzky. Matthias Eckholm, George LaRock, John Shannon. Frank joins us tomorrow. What has Reed Wilkins got cooking tonight on order on Inside Sports? Uh, lots more on the Elks loss in week one. You'll also hear from former Canadian PGA golfer Richard Zokel. Big day for Nick Taylor yesterday winning the Canadian Open. And uh, Edmonton Riverhawks managing director Dr. Randy Gregg. There you go. Five-time Stanley Cup champion with the Edmonton Oilers, Dr. Randy Gregg. And a fine U of A Golden Bear back in the uh, late 1970s as well. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn. Uh, it's followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then Chelsea on Chad with uh, Chelsea Bird 3 to 6. Back at you tomorrow at noon.